This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about the image of motherhood and speak with rock icon photographer Deborah Feingold. That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Deborah Feingold, that's pretty cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, maybe she's going to take a picture of my kid. I should ask her that. You should. Because I bet I wouldn't sound like a total douche <laughs> doing that. Teresa, how are you? I'm okay. Yeah, I, I dropped Simon off at his new preschool this morning, and that was Easy fine. peasy. No, it actually <laughs> yeah. kind of was. I mean, it wasn't. It, he was fine. It yeah. was like he knew what was happening. He understood what was happening, and he was good with it. Great. And Jesse and I were good with it. The school was very sweet. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it is see when I go back to pick her up. <laughs> well, that's good. How are you? Well, I have some interesting things. Okay. I have an interesting story to tell. Uh, okay. So this was, last week was Katie Bell's first week of kindergarten. Uh-huh. And, you know, lots of weird reports coming home. You know, she always seemed like really happy and excited about stuff. But it'd be like weird things like, you know, and then this girl was throwing pine cones at me. You know, so uh-huh. I moved away. Or like, uh-huh. you know. This kid, you know, keeps asking if I'm chubby every day. And I'm just like, what? And everything's like just like super happy and like not a big deal. And I'm like, all right, okay. So we're just going to – we have like a rule, like the way we're trying to – an agreement we made about our kids is that – I like the switch from rule to agreement. Right. Go on. (laughs) It's sort of the like you can tell us anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. We really want them to understand that there's nothing they can't tell us. Mm-hmm. Nothing you'll ever do will ever make us stop loving you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you can tell us anything, and and we will deal with it appropriately. Mm-hmm. But we'll be cool, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, I get to pick her up on Friday, and we're in the car, and so I'm driving. Mm-hmm. She's in the back seat. Ellis in the back seat. We're tootling along, and she's— This t- is the end of the first, first week, week of kindergarten. This is the very five days in, the very end, last day. Of, okay. And she says, she's telling me about her day, and there's a pause, and she says, Mama, can I tell you a secret? And can you promise you won't freak out? Oh, my God. And I was like, sure, hey, I'm cool. My head, I'm yeah. like, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm thinking, yeah. what I'm thinking is, because she's just mentioned a boy. Okay. And I'm thinking she's about to say that she, like, kissed the boy or something. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, this is it. Something this is like the, that. like, yeah. I kissed a boy or I let him look up my skirt or like whatever. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Sure, Katie Bell, I won't freak out. Yeah. What is it? I ate some rocks. (laughs) What? That was... That was my response. And again... I ate some rocks. I ate some rocks. And I said, some... Some rocks? And she's like, yeah. And I said... How how many rocks? Yeah. Like, like stay on the road. I'm like, yeah. How many rocks? She's like, I don't really remember. One rock? Oh, oh no, Mama. More than one. More than three rocks? I think five rocks. Okay. Can I can I ask why? Why you why you ate the rocks? Well, my friend was playing in the little playhouse. And she was eating some rocks. And so I, I tried some rocks and I ate them. And oh I said, God. yeah, okay, I'm just going to stop stop the story for a second. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, what the, f- yeah. what is this? Yeah. What do you mean you ate rocks? I don't like, did somebody force you to eat rocks? Yeah. Are you a total idiot eating rocks? Or like, like get tricked into eating rocks? Did you get tricked rocks? into eating rocks? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like somebody's like, the other kid's like, oh, like, yeah, I'm eating yum, rocks yum, over yum. here. Why don't you eat some rocks, Yeah, too? and then Katie Bell's eating yeah. the rocks. And so, like, so, okay, so I'm like, what the, like, we know better than to eat rocks. What the fuck? Shift back to yeah. the conversation with Katie Bell. Yeah. So you know not that rocks aren't food, right? Oh, yeah, no, I know that. So again, tell me why? Why did you eat them? You know, well, my friend was eating them. Did you see her eat them? Yeah, she ate them. She ate a lot more than me. And I was like, "How big were these rocks?" So we get down. Because now I'm like, 
Yeah. How big are the rocks? Like, this yeah. is, like, horrible. Uh, and they're, like, it's like gravel. It's, like, tiny, yeah. you know, tiny gravel. It would have to be small enough for them to, to swallow. swallow without chewing. But yeah, because like, then my head is, like, you could have choked yeah, and died in choked. a little house yeah. at this stupid school, right? Yeah. So I'm, like... Like I'm like I'm so torn between like this is the weirdest thing that's ever come out of my kid's mouth, and like seriously concerned. I was like, okay, let's. Next thing I'm going to say, Katie Bell, is let's just make an agreement that we're never eating rocks again. And now we're going to go through a list of things that I'm, I'm pretty sure you know, but <laughs> because yeah. you just ate rocks, <laughs> I want to cover these again. Yeah. Do you eat dirt? No. Do you eat plants that you can't identify? No. If somebody hands you a plate of dog food, do you eat it? No. What about poop? Oh, Mama, don't be silly. I'd never eat poop. Well, I would think you'd never eat rocks, but you just ate some rocks today. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know. So I go, so we go through this, and then I'm like, as a matter of fact, let's just let's just make this rule that unless yeah. it's food that your mother and father have given you or yeah. your teacher has given you, let's don't eat it. We get home, like I, we go through the whole thing again with Katie. I'm like, Katie, why don't you tell your father what you yeah. did? So don't freak out, right? So one, I'm proud of myself that I didn't freak out. Uh-huh. Two, my kitty rocks. Steph and I both like for the whole weekend just kind of kept like. That was really kind of weird. Yeah, because you're like, this is your kid who knows stuff. I know. She knows stuff. Of course she knows stuff. Yeah. But they forget. The the next flash is this. Okay. Like 20 years from now, right? Just being like, hey, mom. Okay, I'll just put it this way. Okay. I told my mother, in real life, I told Uh my mother that I was smoking weed many, many, many years ago. Uh Right? And cigarettes. Both uh-huh. of these things. When were you bit... were still living at No, our no, house? I wasn't home. No, it was in okay. my 20s or whatever. Okay. You know, like in college and like yeah. not in college and in college yeah. and not in college and whatever, wherever I was. And I'm sure in her head she had the same thing. Like, really? Don't freak out. Yeah. Hey, mom, I'm going to tell you something. Don't freak out. Yeah. I'm smoking poison and then I'm smoking a drug. Like, I'm smoking cigarettes, which we all know is just poison. Yeah. Delicious, relaxing poison. And <laughs> marijuana, which is at that time still just like total taboo drug or right. whatever. Yeah. I could see and I could now I could just see in her face you did what? Like, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. You know that you're not supposed to do those things? Yeah. But instead she was like, okay. Uh-huh. Thanks for telling me. Just like I'm like, thanks for telling me you ate rocks. Anyway. Wait, so she doesn't have like stomach aches or anything? No. Like you're not worried that you need Well, to I was. Like... I was worried about that. But then like I saw her father-in-law. I mean, my her oh. father-in-law. I saw my father-in-law uh, who's an ER doctor. And I just oh, said, yeah, hey, okay. I'm just going to throw so this out fine. at you. Yeah. Let's just say, Catherine Bell ate five rocks. (laughs) Should I be worried? He's like, people eat glass. No, you're fine. I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. What the? Yeah. What is that? Wow. It's like a prison yard kindergarten, we've decided. It's like some sort of weird. My first thought was like, who was watching them? But then well, I was like, it's recess. It's recess, I know. Then like kids go off and do stuff. Yes. Like, all kinds of weird People things do. happen. Well, okay, all right, all right. So here, just one last thing. If I've got, we have time. One last weird thing to throw okay. on there right. is, and none of this is like this. All puts the like, oh, I was playing with this little girl, and she told me to kick this other girl. Like all that becomes nothing yeah. in comparison to these. The next thing she's like, we took a video of her for the grandparents of her answering five questions about school. I had not watched the video till it was recorded, mm-hmm. and she's talking about school. Oh, and I played this game called uh, Dead Girl. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, how does – Stefan's, like, asking her how yeah. it goes. I'm just, like, watching the video. And it's, like – it's basically, like, duck, duck, goose kind of thing, but mm-hmm. somebody's the dead girl or boy – and who lays down, and then the other person, like, sings the song. It's something like, you know, dead girl, dead girl, lying in the grave. Wake up, wake up, boo. That was the one my daughter made up to go with the game. Wow. And, uh, which again, and then that person chases you around and uh-huh. tags you, and then you're the dead girl. Or it's, 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 I'm never sending my kids right. to school. So I'm just like, is that a sanctioned School game? Yeah. Is that like, like yeah. they're like, hey, because we used to play a game called Killer and like Assassin. Like, they're like games that were out there that were like that as kids. Okay. Sure. Um, like, five people will know what I'm talking about. But like, the dead girl version clearly haven't been on a playground in a while. But it was like, again, like watching the video and I'm like, what the fuck? So, kindergarten. Hooray. 
Please, take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Mom. Just mom. mom. Mother. Mama. Mm -hmm. Mom. The word brings to mind definitely some iconic images. Mm -hmm. And and for our listeners out there, we've we've already touched on like social media and how the image of motherhood and social media. And like we've done some body image stuff. We've also talked a little bit about being cool. <laughs> Can mm-hmm. moms still be cool? But today we kind of really want to talk about, and we're going to try our best to stay on topic, really talk about what is the image of motherhood to us? Like, how do we see ourselves? How did we see our moms? How do other people see us? How would we like them to? That sort of thing. Like, really, what what does mom mean, I think, on some level? So, I, Teresa, I want to ask you first, I want to talk about, like, your mom. Like, what, as a kid growing up, but how did you see your mom? What was your mom like? Wow. Because um, when you think mom, I got to guess the first thought is your mom. Yeah. You never think about yourself first. You think about your mother. Right. Yeah. No, I totally think about my mom. Um, I think uh, it's hard to separate, like, the image of her from, like, the feeling of her. Mm. You know, like, the way you think of your mom. Like, my mom was, um, like, just such a great source of comfort to me you know like my mom was just sort of like the answer to everything so anytime I was like worried or scared or had a question or you know wasn't sure about something like my mom had the answer you know right um but I think the image of mom like in general just the image of my mom growing up and and her sisters I grew up also around my mom's sisters a lot and my cousins um and like my friends moms was they had like a secret knowledge somehow and so they were they were like they were like special somehow but also like you're a kid so you're everything is totally about you everything is totally self-centered so like they had like a special knowledge but like their reason to exist was me right do you know what i'm saying like yeah 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 like you only there for me right they are only mom yes or caretaker yes that is it exactly and and not to like your detriment in how you viewed life or the world or no. women or anything. Yeah. This was your mom. Right. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, my mom, mama, uh, was mama. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's a little difference. She went to law school when I was in first grade. Mm-hmm. Like she went back to school and, and became a like a lawyer during that time. So I had had her at home with me for a while, and then she became uh, somebody doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like— I think because I was probably six, seven, eight, I also saw her as like lawyer mom oh, too a little bit, you know? Yeah. You know? But that just became an added element of somebody who had my back. Like yeah. now she was my mom and she was power mom. Right? My, like, my lawyer is going to sue you. Yeah. Oh, God. I was an awful child. I just, anyway, um, my, my kids are so much better than me. <laughs> But uh, my my thought when I think of my mother, I like you. I only think of her being there for me, mm-hmm. being supportive of me, having my. I only have these positive, wonderful thoughts of her. Though mm-hmm. I know she yelled at me. Mm-hmm. I know I was sent to the room crying mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I know I was left <laughs> to my own devices. Mm-hmm. A t- I, that woman did not play with me twenty four hours a day, mm-hmm. especially after I reached a certain age. Um, so. There's some comfort in that knowing that, like, every time I yell at Katie Bell, it may not be her takeaway. Yeah. You know oh, definitely. I, you know I, mean? I definitely have. Like, if I tr- if I try to, I can 
Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Easily right. remember the like scary mom that yeah. happens sometimes. Oh yeah, and we like joke about it now because she can even laugh about it now. You know, like right. when some you know it was just like the last straw. She was yeah. stressed. She was like working really hard and had all these kids and like had right. all this stuff going on, and like the like few times where she would like I have this memory of her like my, I think my brother was like a baby mm-hmm. and like. I just remember her, like, stubbing her toe, and she had to go into the bathroom and mm. slam the door and just scream. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> like, I, I know, I think it's okay for me to tell that story now, because we've no, laughed about it. No, because I've done it. I've done and, that well, story. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I think knowing that, like, that image, that image is part of, like, the mom image, and, like, it's... It's so good. Like yeah. it's so good because it makes it real. Yeah. Like it makes her real. Right. And and like sure, there's definitely been times where I've been like, okay, I just flipped out, but like that's okay. Moms flip out sometimes. Moms like, flip out. And I remember yeah. thinking that as a kid, like, okay, that's just that's what moms have that's to do what, sometimes. <laughs> I did wasn't even just my I saw lots of moms flip out as a child. Yeah. Like I was I feel like there was always a mom, like and there was always the mom drinking Dr. Pepper. I had sure. a friend like that was a mom in the neighborhood. We always used to like, it's like, <laughs> she probably was drinking really Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. But in retrospect, I like to think that she was just calling it Dr. Pepper yeah. and it was just booze. Yeah. Uh, and her long Virginia Slims and the like. That's so <laughs> funny. Like I think of like, yeah, I mean, like, yes, I, those are the things I think about. All right. But we're not going to get into like, when did you figure out it was different? Yeah. We're just talking about like, what is your image of mom? So. Yeah. When you became a mom, yeah, did you want to be like your mom, or was there something in that image of her that you wanted different about oh, you? God, it's such a like weird question. It's uh, a really intense question. You're welcome. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I think like the first, my first response when you asked that was, I think I've always wanted to be like my mom mm-hmm. as a mom. To my kids, like I, right. I loved, like I, I, I like find my mom very inspiring as a mom. But like, it's so, it's just it, it, it's compartmentalized. So like, right. I am at like that's how I see my mom. But then now I'm a mom, so like. That's only, I imagine that's only one part of me, right? right? Right. That's only one part of me. But then I'm like, so, but for my mom, that was only one part of her, which is like mind blowing, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Then you're like, I'm an asshole. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm a total asshole. (laughs) Which we we talk about that about ourselves all the time on the show. But there is that moment. That's but that's exactly right. There's a moment like she is an image to you. Yeah. She is. She is like this iconic image of like who. Of like Your safety mother. and love and like wisdom and all right. these like, all these like really important motherly mother. characteristics. Right. Yeah. It's and then you become the parent. Yeah. And you're suddenly like, I want to be all those things, but I want to have so yeah. many. Oh my God! Wait, what? Yes, exactly. You're like, yeah, because my response is like. Oh, but I'm also going to, like, do all this other stuff. I have like, a podcast. And, but also and... just be so cool. Right. And, like, do all that while being so cool. And then it's like, <laughs> this just, it's such bullshit. It's bullshit. Right? It's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. So, okay. So. Out- so who am I? Outside of begging somebody who has to, we have to beg forgiveness of our mothers all yeah. the time. My poor mother. Yeah. Um, she never played with me. I don't have any <laughs> memories of that. She probably just. Spent. I know she spent hours playing and reading to me and all those things. All right. So I guess for me, the image of my mother gets mixed up with how I see myself or want to see myself mm-hmm. as a mom because I'm like, in my memory, I also remember how I was. Mm-hmm. And in my very skewed memory, I just laid in bed and listened intently as she read, right. as she sang songs. I yeah. just played happily on the floor while she cooked in the kitchen. You know, like all this stuff, which I know couldn't possibly be no. true given who I am and who I yeah. was and years of therapy coming to terms with that. And just children. And just, just the children. way children are. But I get frustrated when I'm like, all there are days where I'm just like, I just want to pull out Charlotte's Web and sit yeah. by my daughter's bed and read to her tonight. Yeah. And the moment I do, just like every minute, it's an interruption. It's an interruption. Yeah. It's an interruption. And I'm like, why am I not the mother my mother was? Yeah. Like, what did my mother do that, like, 
made me sit there. And I'm sure I didn't sit there. Like, uh-huh. I'm sure that was just as much as Katie Bell. But, like, I fight with myself on how – because I'm like you. I want to be like my mom. Like, I, my mother was always there. She always I, – I worded as she had my back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so how, how can I be that if I can't get my kid to behave like I also saw myself as a mm. child, whatever that image of child is supposed to be in relation to my mother. Yeah. And that seems a lot. That's a, that's a weird one. It's a mouthful. But like, like, I'm like you. I want to be all these things. But at the same time, I want to be separate from the identity of motherhood, of mother. Yeah. Yet I never let my mother be separate from the identity of mother. Yeah. God. Maybe we should title the show, We're a Bunch of Dicks. We are a bunch of dicks. I know. <laughs> I know. Because, so, can we talk, can yeah. we separate it from our moms okay. a little bit? Just because yes. I think, I think, like, I know, I, I think you might be feeling this too, but I'm feeling, like, a little protective of my yes. mom in a way. And, like, there's also this other image of moms mom. that somehow we get growing up yeah. where, I don't know if it's from, like, friends or the media or just society as a whole, but there's that idea of, like, moms, you know, yeah. moms. You're either we're just moms. Yeah, moms. We're moms. Yeah, moms. We can make fun of you. We yeah. can play with you. You're kind of lame. Your whole life is your children. You're always going to be there for us. You're right. always working hard. Well, now there's something interesting though. I yes, there's the icon of that that mom icon. Just a lot of negative. I think there it's there's a lot of conflicting things, mm. but a lot of like negativity or just like kind of blandness or something. I don't know. It's not like we've got iconic rock and roll photographers like Deborah Feingold <laughs> following us around taking pictures of our kids having tantrums and like right. them looking beautiful and us looking like heroic right. goddesses. Yeah. It's it's more depressing. It is and kind less of. rock and roll. Yeah. Um do you think that we're just a generation of moms who want to feel more rock and roll or that the all the mothers every generation before us also wanted to be whatever their version of rock and roll was. Oh, God, I don't know. And is that, and is quote-unquote rock and roll just meaning a grasp onto whoever, whatever their youth was, whatever was identified then? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think it's, um, I think, I mean, I think everybody wants, I think everybody wants to be seen as, like that they're doing a great job being a mom and that they're not just a mom, whatever that means. Yeah, and it's probably know? and it's true of anything that you're doing. No one just wants to be seen just as the photographer or yeah. just as the, the accountant. accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than an accountant. I'm also a mother. Um, you want you want to have it. You get, no one wants to be on the script woman one. Right. <laughs> Right. Fred meets woman one. Yeah. Thank God Fred has a full character background. I'm woman one. Yeah. I'm nurse two. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a name. Yeah. I want a name other than mother. Um, all but, right. But we also want to be seen as like that that we make it look easy. Like I feel like mm. I've heard that as a compliment a lot recently. Oh, I, yeah. And I, it's yeah. kind of like I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like I've had a couple people say like, oh, you make it look easy like about having two kids or something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, first of all, thank you, but no. Thank you, but fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and secondly, like, like I'm I'm so I'm so tired of the idea that anybody should make anything look easy. Like mm. why what who does that benefit? Making something look easy. <laughs> I know it seems like kind of tangential, but like I think it relates to like how we saw moms when we were younger. Because they made it, it look just easy. Seemed, they made it. We just accepted whatever they did, and I think there's like a desire to, like, to just be that, you know, right. without realizing like, oh yeah, like they, you know, it probably wasn't easy for them either. Well, yeah. okay, so how do you think or do you want, mm-hmm. it could be, doesn't have to be one or other of these questions or a mix of this, but, like, your kids see you mm-hmm. or other kids see you, right? Like, I think this is what I have to go on. Mm-hmm. One, Katie Bell has said when asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? She mm-hmm. says, I want to be a mom like like my mom, mm-hmm. like my mama. I want to be like her. I want to be a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really nice. That Aww. is a really nice compliment. It is very nice, you know, and like I want that for her, 
but, but then you have, but then here's the fighting the image of, I need you to be more. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Let the kid, let the kid like you. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then we've got other. But also, if you're happy doing what yeah. you're doing, then that's why all that matters. She exactly. be happy doing exactly. what you're doing. Because you know? we're all fucked I know. Up. I know. Um, but then there's also like other kids who are like, you know, your mom's cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you've got the cool parents, which is yeah. just because we have like body parts laying around for Halloween. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't. So like. I'd like to think in my head because I need the approval of small children since Mm -hmm. I cannot get – since they are my peer group now Mm -hmm. and my bosses on some level. Since I'm not working in corporate America, I need my approval from someone. Uh Uh, So right now I'm feeling pretty good because I think at least – no, both my kids seem to think I'm doing a good job and their friends think I'm cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so you're done. So basically. I'm done. So I'm done. So I'm You've, nailing you're it. There. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. How about how about you? But this is a weirder question because for you, I think it's more of how do you hope that they see you because yeah, they're young. They're so yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm really struggling right now with figuring out who I am mm-hmm. as a mom. Like just really right. Like who like who I am as myself who is a mom right know? and um like I don't need my kids to think that I'm cool or want to do the stuff that I'm doing but (laughs) no I I I know I just I just laugh at myself being a dick (laughs) just being like this my guys think I'm cool guys no, hey, but it's like I'm no. You're not being a dick. You're you're admitting something, and I and I think like the funny thing is I don't think I need my kids to think I'm cool, but right. I still want other people to think I'm yes. cool. Yes, <laughs> right, right. No, I know, I know, you know and, and I know what like, you're saying. I just I just if I was listening to this show myself, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I know. Um, anyway, um, no, I'm just trying to be honest. Right. That I think definitely for it's funny because like I I guess. What I want from my kids is for them to see me the way I saw my mom. Like, I, right. I mean, I want that, like, exact thing that, like, they know they can go to me. They know I'm always there for them. They know I'm, like, the only, they don't, I guess the only, I don't know. So I, is that enough? So, like, I don't is know. that enough to, no, so, no, not for me. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, so yeah. as we, so the last question being, how do we see ourselves? How do we want to see ourselves yeah. in, in this shape? Like, is it, if if we want to break ourselves, if we want to give ourselves many roles, if we want to be yeah. more than mom one, if we want to be Teresa yeah. and Biz, yeah. right? What do we need on the mom side of that to just wrap that up for us? To be like that part, like that's done. You know what I mean? Like, is it my kids thinking that I seeing me yeah. as I saw my mother? Yeah, is that enough for me? As my as a mom, because it, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks besides you and your kids and your partner. Right. Yeah. What does my partner think of me as a as a mom? What do my kids think? Yeah. And then is that enough reassurance for myself to think I am doing a good job? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, in a way, they are our, our quote unquote boss. They're the peer review on some yeah. level. Like they are the ones I can beat myself up all day long about not getting some muffins done or like I didn't send her to school with this or like she ate rocks. You know, like whatever it is, I can beat myself up all day about that. Yeah. But if the people who it really matters to, my kids and my partner, yeah. think I'm doing a super great job. Yeah. Then shouldn't I just walk away? Shouldn't I just be done and start picking up the banjo and figuring out how to play that so I can become ultimate 40-year-old banjo playing mom? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. That sounds pretty good. You're right. And I'm really good at puzzles, guys. <laughs> Watch out puzzle competitions. Um, I don't know. So I, so I pose that question to you. Think on that. What is the question? The question is, <laughs> is that as you trying to find mom mm-hmm. for yourself, yeah. can you... Can you free yourself from the pressure of defining the mother part for yourself if your kids and and Jesse both think you're doing a great job? Yeah. That is the question. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. It's um obviously obviously I'm myself as I am mothering. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's no just like blank mother 
like right. block that you use, like a building <laughs> block to like build a person. Like right. there's no just like, oh, the mother part of me. Like yeah. I am myself as I am doing all my mothering stuff. But sometimes it feels like that part of me is like filling up the whole self. Mm-hmm. And like I think when I think about like images of moms, like I sometimes fantasize like I would love to see myself and have others see me as like this great person who happens to be a mom, who happens to have kids, but who is like this one, you know what I mean? Like this really awesome person who who is a mom, you know? But that's probably how people see you. Right, but that's not how I see myself, apparently. And there's our last question. How do we see ourselves? Like, okay. how do we want to see ourselves? Because, I, but, but, And that's it, because I, I think it is hard. I think what it is is it's hard when culturally we really only see moms as the one thing. Yeah. You know, you watch all, like, the Top Chef, and everybody's like, I had to leave my brand-new daughter just so I could come and, you know, yeah. compete here because I want my yeah. daughter to see that I can do this thing yeah. and be this blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, A, your kid probably will forget this years yeah. from now. B, your kid's going to see you as a chef or just as a mom. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But, like, we will always see her as the mom. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so, it's, or the chef. It's very hard to, for us culturally to combine the two things. It really is. And what, I have a hard time going to the grocery store by myself now because yeah. I'm like, I'm usually here as a mom. Now right, I'm just yeah. here as a lady who's buying her groceries. Like, yeah. who am I? Yeah, what is this? Why did I go to the drive-thru Starbucks? <laughs> I, I could have walked in. You know? Like, but no, but that's but that's it. So I think it's I think until we can see until mother no longer is seen as other, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, we're, that's what we're dealing with, the workforce and, you know, trying to go back to work, trying to stay home, like whatever, like the that's the core, I think, of the stress that we feel mm-hmm. is that the image is, this is it. This is all you get to be. Mm-hmm. And it's other and it's lame or it's all consuming. So you couldn't even possibly think mm-hmm. of anything else. And if you don't want to think of anything else, that just proves that you shouldn't be thinking of anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you're just you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, until we see it all as one and that mother is just a great additional part, mm-hmm. we're out of luck. If we're out of luck, if we want that to be part of defining who we are, mm-hmm. if we can be really grounded and mellow and just let our children and our loved ones tell us that they're really cool with us mm-hmm. and accept it. Mm-hmm. We'd probably all be a lot more relaxed and playing the banjo. Yeah. I mean, we just shouldn't try to be anything. We should just, like, bloat. <laughs> Hi. My name's Dave. And my name's Graham. Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah, what, do you want me to drink bleach? I'll do it. Yeah, Dave will drink bleach. If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Don't make Dave drink bleach. Just listen to the show. He will, but don't make him. Stop podcasting yourself. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Mm-hmm. Genius me, Teresa. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. This is a little things in life Mm -hmm. genius moment. Those are the best. We were at the park, and they both want to do different things. They're both going in different directions. (laughs) Um, Oscar is just starting to be able to like interact with the park, but Mm -hmm. he wants to be. He doesn't want to just be held in the ergo. He wants to like crawl around. Simon's like going this way and that. He wants me to like play imaginary play with him everywhere. I can't just like pick up Oscar and walk around. Um, But 
then I realized I can put them on the swings together. Ah. And I put them in the swings right next to each other, and they both wanted to be there. And, like, they were both happy, and I was pushing them, one with each hand. <laughs> and it was like they were just both smiling at me, and I was tickling each of them. Yeah. They were both laughing, and they were just, we were just, it was like a, it was really a magic, magic moment. You made that I will hold mothering on to for a long time. look so easy. Yeah, I know. You just made it look, made it look so, so easy. easy. <laughs> good job. That's Thanks. good. That's a nice unlock. That's Thanks. very nice. Uh, my genius is we're not enjoying the outside enough at home. Mm. Okay, and I just every time twelve thousand degrees. This is twelve thousand degrees, but there are moments where it's nice, and I just feel like whenever we all go outside together, it's just Uh like this fight to not engage each other. (laughs) Like (laughs) what I mean, it's like I want to relax doing this. I want to play this. I want to do. Yeah. So I pulled out old school pub game where Mm. you put the hook on the wall and you tie a ring at the end of a string and we rig this up on a tree mm-hmm. with the ring on the with the hook on the garage and then you just swing the ring and try and latch it onto the hook. Cool. This is a super that simple game. Fun. The only ring that we had available that like really weighs perfect and is like just the right weight and stuff mm-hmm. is like this Haba teething ring and uh, like, yeah. but it's beautiful. We sat outside and had our cocktails and had music and like Ellis is crawling and you could play it holding the baby. Cool. And we just played it like all afternoon yesterday. It was really great. That sounds so nice. It was nice. Hi, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. I haven't called before because uh, I didn't want to wake the babies, <laughs> even though I knew in my heart that it was a voicemail. <laughs> I wanted to share a genius moment. I was out with my son, who was six years old, and he really wanted a candy bar in the middle of the day. And typically, we just would do like one treat after dinner every night. So he was just kept pestering me and hounding me. So I got out my phone. I turned the camera to video. And I had him record a message to his future self (laughs) that he's not allowed to have dessert because he was going to eat the candy bar. So he he held up the candy bar on camera and told... (laughs) his future self oh my that God. He, he couldn't have dessert. And sure enough, later on that night at dinner, he was begging me for dessert. <laughs> I took out my phone. I showed him the video where he told himself, you can't have dessert because you're getting this candy bar. Um, it, was, it was really fun. And had he seen the movie Total Recall, he could have made a Total Recall joke, but that hasn't happened yet. Yet. <laughs> Good job, Dad. Awesome. That is like really genius. Yeah, it's really genius. That's that is a good use of technology and parenting. Yes. It should be like an app. You just invented an app. That's an app. That's an app. app. I told you, future self app. Don't fuck with the don't fuck with dad app. Uh, good job. Let's fail. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Um, we've been going to this uh, little gymnastics class, and um, Simon loves at the end they get stamps on their hands, oh, and yeah. that's like his favorite part it's of like the whole crack, stupid class. Right? I it don't is. even get it, but anyways, he's obsessed with it. And um, we were running late, and we were there, and he had the class, and like I hadn't put shoes on him because <laughs> we were running late, and I was like, you're not supposed to wear shoes in the class yeah. anyway, so I just kind of like carried him from the co- whatever. And then he goes afterwards to get his stamps, and she's like, where's your socks and shoes? Because apparently, I didn't realize this, but they have to put on their socks and shoes to get stamps. And it's like, that's like the incentive to get everyone out the door, basically, is like they get socks and shoes and stamperoos, I think they say. (laughs) I know. Um, And so I felt so horrible because Simon goes up and she's like, where's your socks and shoes? And and he just kind of like looked at me like... Where's, Mom. My, where's my socks and shoes? And I was like, uh, and I like said, he doesn't actually doesn't have any today. And she kind of like looked at me like, are Why? you fucking kidding me? And she just gave him the stamps because like, what's she going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's obviously my fault. It's your then fault. Just, then we just left. I was like, oh, Why would you not take your child out with shoes? I know. He's <laughs> a hobo child. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to pick up Catherine Bell from Ellen, from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellis was in the car. I was backing out of our driveway, and oh. I heard like a little. I was like, oh, I'm a little close to the fence, uh, and I hear this scrape, and I thought, oh, that's a scrape. That probably hurting the car, or whatever. But I'll just pull forward. It's like yeah. making a horrible noise. Let's pull, pull forward and yeah. then pull back out. And as I did, I just like heard the bumper make this horrible, screeching, awful noise. And so I get out of the car and I have hooked my bumper onto the gate latch oh. that closes the latch. Oh. Uh, and I just removed most of the bumper. Oh. And I had to go get her. Yeah. Right. right so there. I'm like, so yeah. I'm like <laughs> totally driving. Down the road, like catching wind with the bumper, and only oh. to get her. Luckily, I keep duct tape in the car, and like I duct taped it up. Of course you do. But of course, the only duct tape I have in the car is like bright yellow. Uh-huh. So this is bright, super <laughs> amazing <laughs> patch job. Yep. So I ripped the bumper off the car. So this, Good yep. job. I really, really felt great about myself, <laughs> and it will probably stay that way because I, I have no time to when deal are with you this. Gonna be fixing forever. I know. I know. Ugh. We are right in the middle of the four-month sleep regression. My four-and-a-half-month-old, the poor thing, she's just having a terrible time with sleep. She's teething also on top of it, so she's just suffering. She's struggling so much. Um, She's not napping. She hasn't had a nap during the day for about three days, Um, but she is sleeping at night intermittently as long as her dad puts her down. He's able to rock her to sleep. It's amazing. He's the baby whisperer. For the life of me, (laughs) I cannot get this child to go to sleep. He can. So this morning, the poor thing, she was just so miserable, and I thought, we've got to do this. We have to get you to sleep. And so I tried the daddy rock, and after an hour of rocking her, oh my gosh, rocking and rocking and rocking, she fell asleep. It was amazing. I cried in utter exhaustion and gratefulness that she was actually sleeping. It was so amazing. I managed to sneak one hand out from under her to grab my cell phone. to text her dad, my husband, and say, I got this. Look at me. I got this. I rocked our baby to sleep. She is having a morning nap. Hallelujah. I turned the phone towards her to take a picture, along with the text of her sleeping ever so peacefully in my arms, and the fucking flash goes off. That's it. She's awake. She's screaming. We're done. Game over. Mommy fail. Horrible. That you suck, <laughs> and that sucks. Suck. That is just man. There's like a, so many levels that that is a, a, the yeah. most painful fail. That is yes. pouring lemon juice on an open cut. It really. That's what is. that is. Yeah. That's what that is. Just brutal. That is brutal. Oh God. <laughs> we we have nothing else to add to that. No. Just fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you are the greatest. Mom, I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa? Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. Today, we are calling Deborah Feingold, who has spent the last 30 years shooting some of the most iconic names in music and pop culture, from Madonna to Chet Baker to Bono, and she has just released an amazing collection of her work in her new book, Music. Welcome, Deborah. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to have you. Uh, um, One of the first things we like to ask our guests is, who lives in your house? In my house lives... Myself, my lovely 22-year-old daughter, Molly, and a sweet little cat named Milo. Oh, Milo. Milo. <laughs> and, your, and, and, and your Molly. daughter, and, and Molly. Molly. Yeah. <laughs> we, li- we, like, we like M&M's. <laughs> um, and, uh, all right, well, let's, you know, let's, I'm going to shift away from some of the more motherhood questions that we normally jump into with our guest I, because I, lo- I love motherhood we questions. are gonna get into it do not worry don't worry. okay do not worry don't worry we're, we're not, we back. can't restrain ourselves okay we'll go there we don't worry yeah <laughs> we're, we're just gonna get through some 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 other questions first but i, I promise so one of the things we were kind of talking about today on the show we were actually talking about image and and motherhood and like what sort of the iconic image of what mother is and who mother is and our mothers and ourselves and 
just, you know, really easy topics. <laughs> That and really funny, funny, funny <laughs> stuff, funny stuff to talk about. But one of the things it made me think of was your work as a photographer, right? You've got these people who are coming in to have their image taken, their picture taken, and everybody from you know celebrities to just Joe on the street wants to come across a certain way in a picture. Did you ever feel the pressure and the responsibility of taking their picture knowing that, like, the image you captured was the image that was going to define them a little bit, or at least in that window of time? What was that? How how was that for you? (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's actually a really good question. And as a mother, um, while you were speaking, I was multitasking in my brain. (laughs) Because I'm going to sidetrack for one minute and just, I've got to just share this with you. I just realized for the first time in my life that as a photographer, I was really acting like a mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it it was really, really true because I was protective over these people with their images. Mm. I wanted them to look good. I wanted them to be their best. I mean, and that is in some ways which made me a little different maybe than other people, Because, like a good mother, I didn't always come first. You know, there were times I could have handed in a photo or done something that would have made maybe me look good, but not them. And I don't think I ever really did that. So, Go ahead. Sorry. No, that was really... Well, well, that makes me... That immediately prompts, like, another question of, as a good mother, as a mom, we sometimes see our kids in ways that they don't see themselves... uh, yet or or ever. So I wonder if there's ever been a time that you've you've taken this photograph of somebody and they so clearly do you see the beauty in it. Everybody sees the beauty in the I you know the, it's not beauty but you know what I mean like the, just the image it, it's the yeah, thing that yeah. encapsulates their spirit but they just don't see it. It's like the furthest thing from how they see themselves. So here's the good news I really never had to see them again. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike your child. (laughs) Unlike coming home at night, I was done. So I I could live with myself, with the beauty. And, and, you know, people say to me, what were they like? Did you stay friends with them? (laughs) This was not family. This was a job, you know. And I went in there, and I left my mark for the moment. But that was, for the most part, pretty much it. And you know what? That was okay. Yeah, <laughs> I had one child. I didn't need any more. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, then that okay. So, so then the next question is, as your job, I mean, that's a pretty intense job. Um, but like parenthood, motherhood demands so many photo opportunities. You know what I mean? Were, were you like, oh, we're just going to Olin Mills? Forget about it. Uh, or like, it's like, let's go to Kmart, get the pictures taken. No, or, I did. I you, purposely went. To Sears, yes, <laughs> because you know this is a little. So it's 22 years ago. So digital is not. I'm still shooting film. Yeah, I wanted to experience it the way every other first time mother did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I went to Sears and I made her wear those stupid hats, <laughs> and I didn't care if she cried. In fact, I liked those photos. <laughs> and, and and as the years went by, she she does not like being photographed by me at all. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like if the world's no. ever collided or if she was like, ugh, I don't, stop talking about Tom Waits. Who's that? Jeez, you're no, so boring. Like was that? <laughs> not so much that, but in terms of photographing them, neither friends nor family like me to do that huh. because I'm really slow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, could you move a little that way? And then can you do this? Can you do that? And they're like, just take the photo. (laughs) So, but I'll tell you one thing I do do, and I want to say this to all moms that are doing digital, please make print photo albums. I do. I do. I do. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do, because I have a print photo. I'm at home. My husband is always just like, you know, every time I'm like, I'm going to delete the stuff off the camera. He's like, do you have it saved? I'm like, I have it. I have a printout. I, exactly. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If there's a fire and I lose them, I lose them. But like, yeah. I'll never look at them online. 
as opposed to pulling out the photo albums, which I actually do pull out. I That's right. I, I agree. I think the downside, though, is that you have a bazillion photos nowadays. Well, like, that's a problem, though. I mean, honestly, yeah. people need to edit a little bit more. When yeah. someone says to me, oh, look at this, right. like yesterday, a cousin's pictures on her phone of her daughter's wedding, I got a cramp in my finger pushing them <laughs> as fast as I could because there was nothing to look at. Right. You know, be a little more selective. Take a mm-hmm. little more time. Right. You don't need that many pictures. Mm-hmm. It's so true. So that's my photo advice that's good. a mother. That's good photo yeah. advice. And, and here's my photo advice. Write down people's names and dates on the back, everybody. Because 50 years from now, people good. are going to be that's like, really who's good. that, little Johnny or is that little Katie Bell? You know, like. Yes. And that's a good point. And the other good point is, for me, these books are for our children. They're mm-hmm. not going to know who the hell the people are. Right. So it is good to write it all down. And I leave them out on a little coffee table. I'll admit no one looks at them. But one day they might. <laughs> Well, so okay, we so, went off track. I'm no, so that's sorry. fine. That that that's okay. basically the second name of our show. Um, Excellent, veering. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of worlds colliding, like I mean, was there a time that she, that your daughter, I mean, was she ever interested in your work? As most kids, because we were talking about at the beginning that like we work so hard to define ourselves in so many ways, but if you were to ask us about our moms, we would probably only talk about them as who they were as mom, this this caretaker, this person who had our back, this person who came to us in the middle of the night when we were screaming, not, oh, my mom went to law school or my mom was in a rock band, like whatever. She was really great at quilting. Like none of those things are the first things out of our mouth. So, but, but your daughter's 22 now. I mean, were there ever times where she kind of caught on and connected to it? Did you ever want her to? Did it matter? Did she want tickets to you too? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. was there... How did the worlds collide? How did you how did you find a balance with that? Well, th- those are about 50 questions. They are. You're welcome. And, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and and I'll take the easiest one first is I would say it was really just a couple of years ago that she kind of got it. I mean, when she was even before she was born when I was pregnant and I would like I photographed um George Carlin and I'm going to forget the name of it, but he played Mr. Conductor on, because I'm older than everybody, on a TV show, and he was like an inch big. Right. And uh, I don't know what the heck it was, but he comes out one, and he's miniaturized on the show. <laughs> and I was in L.A. shooting him for a book cover, and he wanted to know if he could have some, I'm still not answering this question, but yeah. he wanted to know <laughs> if... If he could have some photographs and we could do a trade. And I said, all right, I'll tell you what. Get on the phone and talk to my daughter as Mr. Conductor. And you can have whatever you want. <laughs> so awesome. he gets on the And she's just a wee thing. Yeah. He gets on the phone. And, and I just remember her asking me when I got home, you know, what it was like because he was so tiny. She really thought he was really that big. <laughs> it was really, really cute. But I would have, like, I photographed all these different celebrities, and they would have, you know, their publicists would have glossies. So she had a wall growing up of famous pictures, like um, uh, presidents, Mrs. Clinton, writing, you know, to Molly on it. Because, you know, I'm I'm a fan as well. Yeah. I'm not too proud to not, you know, do a selfie with anybody. (laughs) So... (laughs) She, she grew up with that. I'm not sure she really understood it till she was much older. And sometimes I'll uncover something with her name on it that someone wrote and she'll laugh. But it was really as she got older and wasn't thinking only about herself <laughs> that she was able to go, oh, my God, that's why she wasn't home that much. <laughs> and now, now it's so sweet. She's just my biggest advocate. I mean, I, today we're on the phone together and I can't decide if I should buy some frames to frame my pictures and maybe we can sell them, blah, blah, blah. She goes, stop putting money into this. <laughs> Just put them in little sleeves. You don't, you know, she's like, she's, what, she's got my back and she's a little me and I love it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so again, back to kind of like what we were talking about in the show earlier of 
how we try to define ourselves and our role as, you know, I mean, no one wants to be woman one on the script, you know, while everybody else seems more flushed out. Um, here you are surrounded by these icons, filming them, shooting them, all this amazing stuff. And then you're going home uh, and to Molly and you take on the role of mom. Uh, is th- Did it ever feel like it, it, meshed for you? Did people, did you need to be seen only as one or the other? Were you able to find a way to be seen as both of these, these parts of yourself? I have to be really honest. I'm not a very deep person. (laughs) 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 I didn't think about it. (laughs) Well, that's genius in itself. That's genius in itself. That's actually very zen. That's actually very deep. (laughs) <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but I just saw myself as a working mother. Right. Um, and also I raised her on my own from age nine. So we, there, you know, I'm probably the only person that doesn't have a good story to say about my divorce. But anyway, <laughs> aside from that, it was, it was a challenging, <clears throat> to say the least, time. And you kind of go through it together, even though you don't want to and you want to protect. So there's just a bond between us that I'll pay for later. But anyway, right. <laughs> it it has made us closer. Um, and I think she had to grow up a little too fast. Mm. But I don't know. Mm. I didn't think about it. I mean, I I think if you asked her, even though I may have been away at times, I think she would say to you that I was there 24-7, even if I wasn't physically there. Right. I, I, that's, and, yeah. That's just who I am, I think. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. They, um, is there... Don't, don't, let, don't let her hear this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we say at the beginning, don't listen with your kids, <laughs> <laughs> no matter how old they are. <laughs> uh, well, I just... I, so... Congratulations on the new book. The book's come Thank out. You. It's this, it is an amazing collection of, of photographs. It's one of those things where like, <laughs> where, like, you look at it and you think, gosh, what what a great life. What a fun life. What what an awesome time. And I, it's a beautiful collection, and we're going to link people up to it, encourage people to, to, to go see it and buy it and check out all the websites and all of those things. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it was such a pleasure and fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We will, uh, again, link everybody up. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas or why we tried to eat mummies for a while or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Well, that was a completely awesome conversation. Yeah. I love it when our guests just drop bombs of wisdom. Seriously. On us. Just, it was like I, exactly what we needed. Can you I believe think. that? What, what is she? What is she? A mother? Yeah. Because it's not just our own mothers. Now that we're moms, are we just automatically going to be busting out truth bombs on people for the rest know. of our lives just as know. mother? Does it just become a bonus, like, superpower? I guess. But she's, I mean, she's so cool. She's And she's she seems so grounded and so, like, I love finding people who are just totally zen with what their job is. Yeah. Whether their job is the accountant or shooting Bono, like, yeah. but just being so grounded and like, hey, and then here's yeah. my kid and here's everything else about my life and it's just all good and balanced and like, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. She, wow, that was lovely. And yeah, I think, I sorry, I have to say something about yeah. this. The idea of like, I just didn't think about it. I yeah. just did it. I know. I, this is like, 
that that is so inspiring to me and i think that it's so like i think that what we what we try to do all the time is like validate each other that like yes this is hard and yes we're doing a good job right. and like kind of like to accept like accept that we won't always do a perfect job but like one thing that i think we don't we don't like acknowledge enough necessarily or like that we couldn't possibly acknowledge enough is how important it also is to like have inspiration constantly and to like and to like see it as inspiration and like I know we acknowledge like if somebody does a great job like give them a high five and don't feel judged by it but like we can also like I need to feel inspired as a mom and as, like, a person in the world. Like, I need not only to know that, like, I'm doing okay and not to feel bad about myself, but I need something to, like, strive for. Well, I'm going to turn this on you for just a second. And perhaps it's also when we hear things like, you make that so easy. Yeah. Take it as, I'm inspiring somebody right now. And that's, again, that's a hard thing to do. That goes back to our whole... How are we seeing ourselves versus how the rest of the world seeing us? Yeah. And it is hard. You know, sometimes when somebody asks, are you having more kids? It's just a genuine question. It's not right. like a, you know what I mean? It's like, not, it's not like an attack. Right. And we yeah. make those jokes all the time on the show about things not to say to people. But yeah. a lot of times people are just asking. Totally. <laughs> just, <laughs> making just making conversation. Like, wasn't trying to. Totally innocent. Yeah. It's how we, it's what we're putting onto that. Yeah. So I, because I think you're right. I think it is. I, th- I think we should work on trying to be inspired more yeah. and and accepting the fact that we might be inspiring to other people as simple as hanging up that ring or like, yeah. you know, putting both your kids in the swings. Yeah. It's just really like, no, that's oh, I, I don't have to make it complicated. Yeah. I'm going to be inspired to keep it simple. Yeah. You know? And like and just. To even just to like have something that you're striving for yeah. is like so good. Like yes. it's so good to not just feel like uh, just like get through it. Like just get through it. You <laughs> schlag, know, like, schlag, yeah. Schlag, like right. it's so good to like. I mean, obviously, like you don't want to constantly be like, why can't I be doing that already? Right. But like to strive for it, I think is it's it's good. Well, thank you, Deborah Feingold. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Well, speaking of striving, Mm -hmm. speaking of inspirations, Mm -hmm. it's time for a mom breakdown. Oh, good. (laughs) Hi, One Bad Mother. I'm calling with a rant. I just moved halfway across the country with my husband for his new job to the Midwest, which I've never lived in and never wanted to. I have a one-year-old that's mine and two stepchildren, and I spend my days trapped at home alone with them all day by myself with no company except for reality television. I've tried to join two mom groups with no success. I miss my family and everything is driving me nuts. My husband works all hours, so I basically have nobody to talk to. So it's a little little more sad than a rant, but since like I said, I'm all alone. I don't know who else to call. <laughs> Love your show. But us. Bye. Uh, oh, you called us, though. Yeah. We're, we're here, here we're for here. you. Yeah. We got your back. Yeah. We're here. And <laughs> side note to everyone who lives in the Midwest, no one take that personally. Yeah. <laughs> give, give the woman some breaks. Yeah. Point no, being, she moved She somewhere. moved somewhere that's not yeah. where she was happy to start off with. Um, she could become happy. Now, back to back to mom rant. Listen, back to caller all alone in, in the yeah. Midwest. Hang in there. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. Yeah. That is hard. It's really hard. It is like even in living where I know people and living where I, I am, I, same thing, home all day. Yeah. With children. Yeah. It's isolating. It is really isolating. And then you add on that you don't know people and you tried the mom group thing and good job. And I just. If it helps, there are a ton of moms out there who are listening to the show who I'm sure would love to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, let's use us as a starting point. I feel like something's going to happen, too. You yeah, know, like it's when gonna you first change. move somewhere, it's hard. But then if you keep going out, eventually you're going to, like, run into somebody you're just going to click with. Yeah. Get to the playground. Better. 
get to the playground, yeah. look really bitter and jaded, <laughs> and then the other moms who wear your one bad mother t-shirt, wear your one bad mother shirt, and if people <laughs> wear mine to the kindergarten, people not oh. people not as into it, yeah, uh, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Dead girl, dead girl, laying in the grave. Um, anyway, hang in there. Just get out. Yeah. Get out. But you're doing it. You're and you're doing so a good doing job. Yes. And we are here for you. And you can call back every day if you want. Sure. Just leave us a message. We'll listen. We'll listen. I listen. Yeah. I just sit at home listening to all these calls. <laughs> <laughs> so you just call back. Yeah. And it is fine. Um, all right. Takeaways. Moving is hard. One. Mm-hmm. Totally separate from the show, but in, back in relation yeah. to our our caller here, uh, everybody, moms, dads, non-moms, non-dads, you don't have to have a mom friend. If you see, don't let people with kids intimidate you from being their friend. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's some non-mom advice for you. Um, remember, remember to be supportive. That person may have just come all the way across the country, and you know, if somebody is talking to you like an idiot, it could just be because they've been trapped with children all day. Mm-hmm. Forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them. Uh, now let's get to some even more real points. One, image. Mom image. Maybe we should stop overthinking it. Yeah. Just going to leave that there. Just going to leave that. <laughs> Two, Deborah also said something about she wasn't home a lot. She had to travel a lot. But she's pretty sure she asked her daughter what her daughter remembers. Her daughter would remember she was always there. Uh, and I, I think that's accurate. My mother, again, she went back to school. She was working all the time. But I don't remember her ever not taking a call. And I'm sure there were times she didn't when I called. You know, like, I don't remember her ever not still coming to get me in the middle of the night if I was crying. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I my memory. And again, they yelled at me, her and Papa. They both yelled. They both grounded. They were slamming doors. They were, I'm running away. Mm-hmm. All those things. And yet my memory is my mom totally had my back. She's mm-hmm. my mom. Totally love her. It's totally great. Uh, and yours is as well. Mm-hmm. So, again, as part of the don't think about it, if you do have to think about it, think about the fact that probably long term they're going to remember the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just doing a really shitty job. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, pull your shit together. Pull it together! <laughs> Go back and listen to last week's show. Where I wax way too long and poetically about getting your shit together. There's still time. Um, <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. Not only am I going to tell you that you were doing a good job, mm-hmm. you, in fact, inspire me. Oh. Because you rock the shit out of having some boys. Thank you. And I need all the inspiration I can get. Cool. Because I am having a difficult time doing it. Wow. So good job. Thank you. I, you totally inspire me, too. Like every day. I make muffins. Yeah. They should inspire the shit out of you. They're you're, really good. Yeah. You're inspiring on a lot of levels, Biz. <laughs> you're doing a great job. You can put them in the freezer, guys. That's <laughs> my latest thing. Anyway, I'm going to take it. Thank you. I will yeah. be an inspiration. Everybody, you are all inspiring us. Kids, no kids, doesn't matter. You're still an inspiration to somebody else. Allow yourself to be inspiring. That's a good takeaway, Teresa. Let's just flip this. Okay. You're all doing a good job. Not only allow yourself to be doing a good job, just assume you're inspiring somebody. Yeah. Yes. Now go out there and inspire the shit out of people. And we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.